You're going to remember this every day for the rest of your life. If you want to get to a goal, if you want to get to your dream, you got to focus on all the little steps. You have to put in your time. You have to be patient and you have to enjoy the process. Whatever you're doing now, whatever you want to be great at, whatever you want to be special at, I'm sure you, you may be already be good at it, but to be extraordinary, you have to do extra. I firmly believe that we are all here for a very specific reason, to do something truly extraordinary. But what are you going to do to get there? <laughs> Welcome to the Magna Method Podcast, and I am very excited to talk with Mr. Rob Carson of Ocean Row in New York. Welcome to the show, Rob. Hey, thanks for having me. This is our second round at this. Uh, we had Rob and Lizzie on once before, but we had technical difficulty, so we're excited to get this right. So thanks for making time to do this again, Rob. Anytime, anytime. Really? It's my pleasure. So... um I want to tell the story quickly uh, about how I met Rob. He, he's not only is he a great coach, but he's also a very good person. He saw me rowing like a complete uh, moron or spaz <laughs> or untechnical with uh, uh, untechnical person on social media, and he was kind enough to reach out and he said, "You know, you could fix a few of these things uh, and you'd be much better." So I was all ears and. He sent me a few tips and just out of the kindness of his heart and really, really helped me dramatically. And he's been helping me for a long time. So thank you for that, Rob. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. You're uh, you're an easy one to coach. You know, you put in that work. So it makes my job easier. Well, I, I have tons of questions. I crush him with questions, but he, he's, uh, <laughs> like I said, he is a great coach and he's been helping me a tremendous amount. And, um, you know, I didn't realize this. Um, the rowing community, uh, we'll get into it even more later, but it's really a huge community that I didn't even know existed. Yeah, it's like that big underworld of indoor rowers. <laughs> there's, you know, there's a lot of, you know, private groups and public groups and anything you're looking for on, you know, social media, you'll find it in the rowing world. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty wild, and you have different. You have the United States. What are the biggest countries that uh, compete in, not compete, but that are involved, that, that are, I guess, you could, are represented in the widest population or most uh, people who compete in rowing? What countries would you say is uh, in that group? Yeah, I mean, like, for, like, the Olympic purposes, like, you know, on the water rowing, you, you have your big countries like New Zealand and Australia, um, Croatia, uh, the U.K., those are some of your powerhouses. And then uh, I've noticed in the indoor world, that's, you know, strictly what I'm a part of. Um, you know, the U.S. is big in it. The U.K. is very big in it. Um, I coach a few athletes out of Germany, so it's pretty much all over. But I would say, you know, the, the bigger spots are definitely the U.K. and the U.S. for the indoor world. Okay. Yeah. And obviously um... – you know, there's a lot of competition, and we'll talk about the online competitions. But, you know, you had an, an uh, I guess, not unorthodox, but untraditional pathway toward row to the rowing world. Tell us about your, your path to the rowing uh, circuit or rowing world, so to speak. Yeah, so for me, I, I actually, I guess I'm fairly new to rowing compared to, you know, some people that I work with and train with. But, um, yeah, I started... Oh, I'd say about seven, seven or eight years ago now, 
Um, I was actually a New York City police officer for just about 10 years, and I got injured on the job and injured my hips pretty bad where they both needed surgeries, a couple surgeries on each. Um, I was actually forced out on disability pension because I couldn't work, you know, at full capacity because I couldn't do anything high impact anymore. So things that I, you know, really enjoyed doing growing up, like, you know, I was a hockey player. Uh, I can't do that anymore because of the impact. I used to run a lot. I couldn't do that anymore. Um, swimming actually, I know there's not impact in there, but the kicking motion really bothered my hips. So I couldn't really do that to like the full potential that I would want to do it. So I was just searching, like, what could I do? What can I do? And, um, I actually had a buddy who owned a CrossFit gym and he kept trying to come to CrossFit, come to CrossFit. And I was like, that's probably the worst thing I could do for my hips, you know? And he was like, no, we could, we scale everything for you. You know, there's a rowing machine. You could use that. There's a bike. So I ended up, you know, taking him up on that. And I went into the CrossFit gym and I saw some of the crazy stuff that they were doing in there. And I was like, that's definitely not for me. I was never big into the weightlifting thing. I was more the cardio person running and swimming. But um, they got me on a rower and... At first, I didn't, you know, I was just like, yeah, I had no idea what I was doing. I just got on there and they were like, row. And I just did what I thought it looked good. You know, like in my head, I was like, oh, I'm doing this right. Were you, you, know? were you absolutely dying at the beginning? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like just a mess. Like I was probably like over 40 strokes per minute. Had, you know, no control of right. my body. I know that. World. I, I know that it. world. Well, I beat you, by the way, because I was doing 55 at Jim Jones. And people yeah, were yeah. filming it, and I didn't understand why. I thought I was good, and I realized that it was awful, and that's why they were filming yeah. it. You were probably one of those videos that you see on the internet, oh, that, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I was probably the same way, and, you know, I just – I was lucky enough to have a rowing coach in that gym who noticed that I had, you know, a pretty decent engine – and was like, you know, you could be pretty good at this. And I was like, I'm not really like, I didn't think at the time that I was going to compete in it. Mm -hmm. I just wanted, you know, something I needed something. I couldn't, you know, play hockey. Like I said, I couldn't swim. Um, I couldn't surf anymore. So like I was just searching for something. And um, yeah, he put me on a, just like a, I think it was like a six week program at first. And, you know, pretty basic program, right? basic yeah it was only like two or three days a week and then we retested at the end and it went from like a 725 to like a seven minute point two or something and i remember thinking like i'll never get sub seven like that was so hard i can't go faster than that and like at that point i was like all right what do i do here do i just use this as like you know my workout of the day and not really push towards anything mm -hmm. Or do I take like the next step and do another program and see what happens? And luckily he's, you know, he was steering me in the right direction and he didn't force me to do that program, but he was like, you really, there's potential there. So let's see what you got. And I did another eight weeks. And I think by the end of the eight weeks, it was uh crash B um, world championships in Boston. And we were just shooting for sub seven, 
And I, I remember, like, I was feeling good in training. I was like, I'm going to hit 640. And he was like, 640, that's a big jump. Like, oh, yeah. You know, 20 seconds is huge. 20 seconds represents how many years of training? <laughs> yeah, it could be, for some people, it could be, you know, a lifetime of training. Right, but, right. You know, it was the beginning of my training. So you notice with yourself as well, like, those big jumps in the beginning. And then they start getting smaller and smaller and mm -hmm. smaller. Where if you take, you know, point one off a 2K, you're excited about it. But I went to uh, Crash V's and I hit 640 exactly. And I was just like, wow. You know, like. What a great feeling, huh? Oh, it was great. It was amazing. And in my head, I was thinking, you know, the sky's the limit now. I could just keep knocking 20 seconds off at a time, you know. But um, reality checked in after that. And then it was, you know, I started making smaller jumps, three seconds, four seconds, two seconds, you know. And I eventually got it down to 624. Um, but I'm kind of stuck there now. <laughs> but, I mean, that being said, I haven't really focused much on the 2K. I kind of got into more of like a distance training. And I'm kind of enjoying that at the moment. Why, so. why is distance training lighter or even, it's not e easier on the mind? Why is distance? Because for me, too, like if I see four by 4,000, I'm like, oh, all day I could do this all day. But if I see yeah. 2,000 as fast as I can go, everything I got, why is that more daunting? Yeah, like I, it's just very mental. Like I'll see, you know, three by 500 and i'll run away from that session oh my but god three by five thousand i'll do no problem twice, and you you'll know? sit down <laughs> and you, there's no prep you just all right i'm good to go yeah but but yeah. for two thousand there's like several bathroom breaks like you're oh yeah the mental talk you're you're calling family and friends it's it's so interesting yeah. those right? nerves are setting in yeah yeah i i mean the 2k i actually was training a, a kid the other day uh He's a high school rower, and he's trying to get his 2K down. And he was like, I really think I could go faster. I just, you know, I have to control my nerves. And I was like, well, that's, you know, one of the biggest <laughs> things. He was like, I just get so nervous before it. And I was like, we all do. You know, and Lizzie was, you know, explaining to him, like, your story, like, how you were talking about how you would get nervous before football games and, you know, before these rows, like, people look at you online and they're like, Oh, he has all the confidence in the world. And no, man. but they don't know what's going on when you're sitting down, getting ready to do that. 2k. No, you know? they have no idea. Like even, you know, the, um, a friend of mine's working on something and the new England Patriots shot him a few photos of myself on the field. And one of the pics is my face before kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> and my eyes look like, you know, stop like sign oh my goodness my eyes look like <laughs> light bulbs they're huge and yeah you're in front of eighty thousand people and you're like man i hope this goes well and every yeah. negative scenario goes through your head and it becomes an art and a serious set of skills to figure out the best way for you to stay out of negative town it's so yeah. it's so hard like people think it's easy and everyone thinks there's confidence there's confidence all it is is just more positive self-talk there is no yep. overriding uh you know uh huge surplus of confidence and i don't believe it i mean even michael jordan i'm sure he had to convince himself of things at times and he just did a better job of it than most people that's all yeah 
Yeah, totally agree. So yeah, like I notice, like when I train, I train with my buddy Matt Duckworth. You you oh, know yeah. him? Oh yeah. Yeah, he's he's a funny guy. He's from the UK. <laughs> And um, so does he? Just, so so does he think he's better than you just because he's from the UK? And I've had a lot of interaction know, with Matt, and he's a he seems like a great great guy, like a really positive good guy. But does he think he's better just because he's from the UK? Be honest. You know, sometimes I think that. You know, I, I get that feeling from him. Right, right, right. <laughs> but you're sitting but, there yeah. thinking you think you're better because you're from the United States. Exactly. You know, I'm like, he's here. You know, he wants to live here. Right. I'm not over there. <laughs> oh, oh, that that's the ultimate. <laughs> A mic drop. Yeah, exactly. So you realize you're about you're, that all the time. Yeah, you're in the United States, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they'll give you some excuse like the family tree requires him to be there or something. Oh yeah, there's definitely going to be an excuse out of him for that, <laughs> for sure. So you it, you it, row with him often, right? Yeah, I row with him often, and it's it's good because you know it's nice to have somebody to row with. Like oh yeah. Unfortunately for you, you're. You're screwed. You row at four thirty in the morning. I don't know who's getting up with you to row at that time. It you doesn't. Know? Yeah, it doesn't help. <laughs> but sometimes it's good, I think, to row by yourself as well. I think it's, you know, you need a good balance to that. Mm-hmm. And I saw like you were rowing with uh, Scott Delvecchio. Oh yeah, that helped. That was huge. And that's huge. Yeah, like to have a guy like that next to you, like, and you know Christine Cavallo behind you pushing you through it. You oh know? my God, it was the ultimate. Like I'm trying to. Do you realize like our screens were identical the whole way, right? I know. I, yeah, she I, she told me I think you were within like 20 meters of each other the whole time. The whole time, and he it was he got up, I got up. It was it was pretty wild. I mean, that's, it, yeah, it was amazing. Uh, I think I ended up, you know, doing. Point one better than him, which is a mini miracle. I don't know how that happened because he's without a doubt a much better rower than I am. Um, but now, were you looking at his screen, or well, were you just focused? I will tell you that a couple times. Like, when you, I learned that when you row, you really can't look over at a screen. Like you yeah. think you can, but you really can't. So well, Matt, Matt Duckworth, you you could ask him. He looks at my screen <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so, but because if you take too much of a hard look. What happens is it takes you out of your rhythm, you know, and then, yep. and then you lose sync of yours, and then you you're behind. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I notice for myself, um, in you know, like a, especially like a two k, five k, six k, something like that, where it's not long enough where you can make up for that, you know, a couple of bad strokes. Mm-hmm. That it, you know, it will really totally mess me up. Like if. You know, I've had, you know, Lizzie yell at me before where I've been in the middle of a 2K and I've kind of just not wanted to look at the screen. And then when I do that, like, that pace, like, shoots up, you know, four seconds on my split. And it, you know, it really messes me up and messes up the rhythm and everything. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, so I looked over a couple of times, like, not out of the corner of my eye, and I could see. It's one of those things where I look at his and I look at mine, and we're in the same spot anyway. So yeah. after the second peripheral glance, I, I, I thought to myself, I better just focus on what I'm doing, which is a great rule for life, and then we'll see what happens. Yeah. And um, that's it, it was it was great, man. He he's what a great rower he is. He's really talented. Yeah, he's he's world class. Yeah. Kid. He's you know that you have that great crew of you know um, the hydro crew with uh, Christine and uh, what's her name Sarah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and then uh, Grace, they they're 
I'll tell you what, in that group, you get more instruction, learning, and knowledge just by being around them and watching them. I, I watched them, four of them do it, uh, of the men do a 2K. Oh, yeah, yeah I saw that. One guy pulled a 614, like, and you know, like, he wasn't even breathing heavy. It's unbelievable. It looked pretty yeah. easy, and it was so smooth. And I was thinking, I, I got better just by sitting on the side of that. Um, yeah. But it's great to have them there. We're very lucky. They're, and they're all great people, very nice people. Yeah, when we did the 1,600-meter uh, race at Anatomy, having Christine behind me, it was like the smoothest I've rode at that pace, you know, for that distance. Yeah, for sure. Like, she, she's the Cliff Notes version. She just tells you exactly yeah. what you got to do, and you don't want to get ahead of yourself, right? Yeah. So. And you also, you know, you have a world champion telling you what to do. You you don't want to let her down. Yeah. You know? oh, oh, You're yeah. like, all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever you say, I'll do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it yeah. definitely helps. So then you started rowing, and you, you just – it took over you, right? It became a part of you because I think rowing yeah, is like, a, an obsessed kind of a sport, right? Yeah, it is. And I think you have to be like, because, you know, if you talk to people that are on the water rowers, they, I mean, not that they, they pretty much, they hate the erg. They do. They just, they'd rather be on the water and who wouldn't, you know, like I've only rowed on the water once, but it was like an incredible feeling. If I had more access to it, I would do it more. Mm -hmm. um, but my coach, the one from the CrossFit gym, his name's Chris Marr. He, uh, he coaches a team, a high school team, so he has access to the boats. So hopefully um, this summer I could get back in there with them. But it's an incredible feeling, you know, being on the water. You just feel free. And But for me, like, I just like the – it's just easy for me to, you know, go in my gym in my house and just row, you know. Right. Like I have the machine back there, and that's all I need, you know. Um it's just it does take over you it definitely does it's it's addicting and um i'm glad i found it because i definitely needed something you know i think it helps physically mentally i i really really recommend it for people well one of the issues i see is that i've been playing sports and, and competing in athletics since six years old i'm 42 now your joints like i i right now i feel great and i attribute that to the rower the the earth yeah. if i was still running and doing sprints and doing crazy jumps they you have a uh expiration date on your joints believe it or not yeah and some people say they they feel amazing and I, i'm glad they do but yeah you know i'm not one of those people that feel right now i feel amazing but if it wasn't for the rower i'd be wearing myself out and i don't think i'd feel very good so um, yeah, I totally agree. It, it helped me save myself, and especially you with your hip, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I thought, you know, with needing, you know, a double hip replacement, like, I thought the rower was going to be bad for it because you're compressing that joint every stroke you're taking. Mm -hmm. um, but I actually find it, like, brings blood flow to the area. Like you said, there's no impact, so I'm not feeling that, like, you know, jolt in the joint. Cause my problem now is like, um, just no cartilage left in the joint. So like if I take, you know, let's say I'm walking off a curb, but it's a higher step than I imagined. And I land hard, like I'll feel that jolt in my hip. Mm -hmm. So 
just, you know, I can't run, obviously. I would feel it every step. Jumping is definitely out of the picture. But um, on the rower, there's days, you know, obviously where I feel like I'm a little, you know, sore or tight. But I still get on there because I feel like it does help in the long run. Right. It kind of oils up the joints, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And I will tell you this. I used to have horrific back pain, like awful back pain. And my first day, I think you gave me a, uh, whatever it was. It could have been like four one thousandths. I got off the rower and after I do sessions and I still work with people and train. But I have meetings as well. And I'm moving around a good bit, but I'm sitting a good bit in those meetings. And that was the first day that my back pain went away. Yeah, that's amazing. And I was thinking, I will do that twice a day if it keeps me out of that pain. And I think it's because when you stand, there's so much extension, right? And the back, it puts you in a a good bit of flexion when you row. So um, it was giving me something that I needed that was specific to me, and it, it helped me tremendously. So Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, just like the core strength needed to properly row as well, you know, like, and then that's going to help the lower back. So, um, you know, you're bracing your core throughout the drive. And then, you know, when you swing that hip open, you need some core awareness and strength, you know, so you don't just fly back, you know, so it does help a lot with the lower back. Like we've had, you know, we get a ton of clients that they complain about their lower back and or even they might have hurt their back doing something and then they're like, Oh, I don't know if I could come to class, but they come, we talk them into coming and we're like, just try it out. Let's see how it feels. And, um, usually by the end of class, they're like, Oh, it feels a little better, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, obviously we modify everything. We don't have them go as fast and push as hard, but it's still, I think it's, you know, it's like physical therapy for them. Well, um, are there any people that you've worked with that started rowing, like to your recollection, that just wanted to, hey, you know what? It's not for me. I hate it. Because I don't th- I don't know anyone like that. Yeah. I mean, you. I, I'll have a few people here and there where they get a little burnt out, you know. Okay. Um, some of my athletes, like some of them are some of the, you know, best indoor rowers in the world for their age groups or weight classes or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, they get a little burnt out from time to time, but they never quit. You know, they're, even if they talk and it sounds a little bit like, Oh, maybe they had enough, you know, like I know, give them a little space, you know, let them figure it out. And usually they're back to it within a couple of weeks, take a couple of weeks off or a month off. And then even during that month off, they're still getting on there a couple of times a week. Right. Yeah. Right. And and who are you working with now? You have uh, Ocean Row. And tell us about Ocean yep. Row. So Ocean Row, uh, my wife and I, Lizzie, we started that. Um, we um, we do classes. So, you know, it's, it's not all rowing. We do a mix of, you know, some strength, some skill work. Um, but everything we do works well with the rower. So, like... You know, during the strength, you'll see them doing some squats or some deadlifts, um, some power cleans, stuff like that. That's going to help transfer over to the rower. And we usually, you know, we run a 50-minute class. Um, 
and everybody seems to really take to it. It's, you know, I think rowing's starting to pick up a lot more. Is it, like, is it, Rob, is it starting to pick up? Because I feel, I often tell people, you know, rowing for me, I'm realizing it, it's big, but I feel like it's, I don't know if it's big because I got into it and now my, it's kind of like when you buy a car. Yeah, Let's say you yeah. buy a Jeep, all of a sudden you see Jeeps. Now I'm rowing, I see rowing everywhere. Is it picking up? Is that world growing? Because you've been in it for longer than I have. Is it growing? I I do feel it's growing. I don't think it's growing as fast as it should be. I don't think people understand how good it is for them. Um, like if you think of a spin studio, you know, those are big. Spin studios are huge. huge. And nothing against spin studios, but like I think on a bike you work like 46% of your muscles, something like that. Right. And on a rower, it's like 86, you know, like to me, it's like you're getting so much more bang for your buck on a rower that I'm surprised that there's not more studios up and going Mm -hmm. and that are surviving either. You know, like I really feel like and I think part of the problem could be that, you know, it's something harder to learn. Like it's very easy to hop on a spin bike. You don't even need balance. Right. Right. That thing is set to the ground, and I mean, you don't really need balance on the indoor rower either. But there's more parts to doing a proper stroke than just pedaling a bike. And I think that that's it's exactly what you said. It's so technical that if you don't, it doesn't go well at the beginning. You're like, this is way too hard. Like I've had people come up to me and say, "Hey, dude, rowing's not hard for me. That's why I don't like to do it." And I, yeah. when I hear that, I say, "Well, I don't say it. I don't want it to embarrass them, but I always say." in my head, well, obviously you haven't done a lot of rowing because if you've done any of the sessions that I've done, it's absolute torture, and that's why I keep yeah. going back. But yep. I think that it is technical and it's hard to learn, and without that positive experience, they're less likely to return. Yeah. Yeah, and you need the right coach, like just like anything else. Like like Derek, we've been working with, you know, your coach Derek there at Anatomy, mm-hmm. and he's doing a great job. Oh, he's, you one, know, like, he's a great coach. he's somebody that doesn't have any rowing background at all and like the amount that he's picked up and like you could see he you know he's picking up tips from you from me lizzie from christine scott like all that crew like he's you know a good guy knowledgeable guy so he is picking it up fast and he's those classes like when we were there he made those classes so much fun we had the honor you know, to help him coach that class that morning was great. Oh, yeah. But, um, we often say in our meetings, in our staff meetings, I use Derek as an example often. Everyone yeah. wants, uh, you know, 10 trainers like Derek Pope. And I said, well, guys, 10 Derek Popes are not going to walk in the door. <laughs> I say, because <laughs> yeah. Derek Pope has a coaching background. So he yeah. at least knows, you know, the behavior, the coaching skill set, how to cue, when to push, when to back off. And he's a really special person on top of it. So we're yeah, really lucky yeah. to have him. And I remember when I first talked I, to him on the phone, I said, do you have any uh, a rowing background? Well, he said, well, I've been on a rower before, but but not often. I said, great. How do you feel about being a rowing coach? <laughs> <laughs> he says, I, I'll do whatever I got to do. And he's wonderful. Yeah. And you've helped him a tremendous amount. So thank you for that. Yeah, anytime. It, it was great. It was like... I think I played football for a total of like seven minutes in <laughs> middle school until I got hit once. And I went, what is this? You know, like, yeah. you know, I played ice hockey goalie. It was rough, but like I wasn't getting hit, you know, right. That puck was my only, you know, thing I had to really worry about. But 
which yeah, can come I, which they, can come in very fast by the way yeah yeah they could but you know if you let it in it doesn't hurt you so right that's <laughs> that's a great mindset yeah but um when i was in that class with derek i was like i feel like i'm on a football team like i'm in a huddle right now, right the way know, he like, talks right yeah the way he like leads the group it's great yeah he does a good and he packs his classes man wow yeah he's yeah. A, he's a wonderful uh addition and to then the i noticed you know jacqueline and um nikki pepper both of them like i watch you know on instagram like when they have people rowing and i'm like this is great you, like they literally have taken everything we've tried to teach you guys and like they're using it and it's awesome to see yeah they they really have um and, and that's why i'm gonna tell you we had one rowing machine at 1220 and I'm telling you, that thing collected dust. <laughs> now, after the first few months of rowing, I'm like, I got to get this down because I'm going to embarrass my whole community not knowing what I'm doing on this thing. People yeah. would walk in and they'd say, Mark, I mean, there's someone on the rowing machine. I came in to do my row. We got to get a few more rowers. And yeah. I, I remember thinking, really? I have to get more rowers? People want to row? And, yeah. and sure enough, like, you know, that's why we have, you know, six and two more coming at Midtown. And we have a couple in... Uh, 1220 the one hotel we have like 10 of them i think yeah, it's, i saw that yeah, it's crazy yeah it's great and i mean like you're just leading by example too which is great like they're seeing you do it and how passionate you are about it you didn't have the background in rowing you know no, like nothing nothing and like you're excelling in it and you know there's still so much more that you could learn and achieve in the sport that you know it's great yeah. they're not just seeing you do it for a year hitting a goal and just being like, all right, I achieved that. I'm done. You right, know? Right. What's like your, just sticking with it. Rob, what's your community like at uh, ocean row? Do you have all age it's, groups? Yeah, it's all age groups. So I have some clients that are high school kids that are trying to get their 2k down for college. Um, their main focus is on the water, but they still need to have a good erg score. So, They've been, you know, working at that. And then we have, like, Lizzie's daughter's 15. Um, we have her, you know, in class. And then we have... How is she? Is she pretty good? Yeah, she's, like, a natural at it. Um, but, you know, with kids that don't really... She doesn't like competition that much. So it's um, it's one of those things where Lizzie can't coach her. Like, I have to coach her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, she won't yeah. let her mom coach her. So, like, I'm the one who's coaching her. And, like, it's, like, that fine line. Like, I could see, like, when she'll want to quit if I push her too hard. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of, like, easing her into it. But she's pulling very good times for somebody that doesn't really have that drive and want to be fast, you know? Right, right. Yeah, she's got a natural, you know, good stroke and... It's great. It's good to see. Why do you think younger kids, I don't know if it's nowadays or I think it's hard for, you know, anywhere 12. You said she's 15? Yes. She's 15. Some kids just don't want to be a part of, you know, that live competition. It, it kind of takes them to a, in an odd place, you know? What do you yeah, think? Yeah, yeah. For me, it's, it's hard because, like, I always loved competition growing up, you know? Mm-hmm. I had, you know, an older sister, an older brother, and then a younger brother. And I, I think my younger brother is probably the most athletic out of all of us. 
but all of us were big into sports, um, hockey, swimming, surfing, and it was always everything was a competition between all of us. But um, yeah, so like I've always had that competition because like not only was I trying to beat my older brother, I was trying to not let my younger brother beat me, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. So it was always there. Right. Right. So it's for me to see a kid that doesn't have like that doesn't want that competition. It's it's weird to me, but everybody's different and you know, she excels at, you know, different things. She's very good in school. I wasn't. <laughs> um she, you know, likes riding horses and doing stuff with animals, so you know, it's it's good to see. Right. Right. And it's not exactly an easy. When I see younger kids on the erg, I think that's a very unique young person to want to go through yeah. that. You don't see that that yeah. often. I don't see it that often. Yeah, um, I remember like growing up and like like a lot of the swimmers that I knew that you know were competing. Like they just hated practice. They like you would just hear them complain. Like a lot of them played hockey with me as well. And you would just hear them like, oh, swim practice, you know, like that. Right. Where like, I obviously like games and, you know, competition more, but I didn't hate practice. Like I never hated it, you know, like to me it was like, oh, it's an hour to do something that you love doing, you know. You know, it's funny. Recently I was uh, listening to a book and it said, don't focus on your long-term goals, right? Focus on the process and, and your systems and everything will take care of itself. Well, ironically, growing up, I loved practice but hated games because I wanted to be, I, I felt like I needed so many reps to be good and I needed to get to a place where in a game, I didn't have to think about anything. If I was lineback- yeah. playing linebacker, I take one step and I'm running downhill full speed it's just this thing that was ingrained into my brain and I just reacted. But if I didn't have that feeling, I didn't feel confident and I didn't want to play. Yeah, so you needed that like repetition for that muscle memory so oh, yeah. to just take over. Oh yeah. Yeah. How about you with hockey? And when I was younger, I mean, I didn't hate practice, but I, I definitely liked games more, but I didn't have anxiety or anything like about playing like and as a goalie, you would think that you would have that, but I really didn't. I was never nervous. I was always just confident in my ability and like maybe being young and naive, you don't really think about it. But I, I remember playing like, and I, it was like, you know, in between periods at a professional hockey game, like they would have two of our teams play. So we would play somebody just right. quick, you know, like a 10 minute game or whatever it was. But I remember like, all those fans, like none of that ever bothered me. Okay. So like game time was never like, Oh man, it's a game. Like I'm nervous. I never had that issue. But now that I'm older with this rowing stuff, like I, I get so nervous before a 2k. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, how can you not? Because you felt it before. So you understand like what, what's about that. If you do it right. And there's very few people I think Christine was one of the few. She said, you know, it really wasn't that bad. I think that she would have said that for anything because that's the type of person she is. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, if whatever you go through, whenever you go through a 2K, that's why people don't do them all the time. 
It's like, hey, exactly. it's two K season. You don't see people doing two Ks. I, I mean, I was at first, but my numbers were terrible. You don't see them doing them once a week. This doesn't work yeah. that way. No, and I, I even get to the point. You know, I go through waves of this though, but um, where I'll get nervous before a training session. You know, like, like, and it could be something like that I like, like you know, three by ten minutes on, two minutes off, where it's not a fast pace, but I'm like. I'll get nervous right before it. That's the power of that, you know, online community. Like I'm sending my screen to somebody, whether it's to you, my coach, you know, the group, like, um, so everybody's going to see my screen. So it's like before the training session, it's kind of like a competition because you're like, if you don't hit your numbers, you have to send this in. Everyone's going to see it. What are they going to think? You know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I I think that helps people. Like the accountability part of that is huge. Oh yeah, I had a couple of bad sessions, and I posted myself rowing, but not the screen. And I had ten yeah. people jump on saying, "Hey, bro, what happened to that screen?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, you don't want to see it. You don't want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> it was really bad." Yeah, because you can't go from posting your screens all the time. Oh, to exactly. Not posting it. Yeah. Yeah. So I started to eat it, and I said, "You know what?" I'm going to own all this stuff. I'm going to, if it's good, it's going up. If it's bad, it's going up, whatever. So, yeah. But. Yeah. Cause I have, so another thing we do with ocean row, we have a, uh, um, our program is called engine by Carson and it's, uh, it could be anything from just a rowing program to, I work with a lot of CrossFit athletes. So it's a, you know, program that involves rowing, swimming, running, biking, skiing, all on the machines, um, you know, running will be outside. Sometimes the biking will be outside depending on who the athlete is and if they have access to it. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, so like I'm working with all of them and, you know, we have this group, it's a private Facebook group, uh, engine by Carson and we have all the athletes in there. So everybody's posting their screens in there. So yeah, like if you don't post like, people are going to be on top of you like mm-hmm. you know what are you doing but it, it's it works i think for the accountability part like people are like you know in in the group they'll see that you know um lorraine posted a phenomenal time and hit a world record or whatever and then they're like all right i gotta push on that session you tell, know, yeah, tell, tell, tell tell the who uh, listeners uh rob who, who lorraine is so Lorraine is uh, Lorraine Walker. She she actually used to go to the CrossFit gym. Lizzie and I used to go to. I used to coach a rowing class there. Um, she had this unbelievable like talent just from the beginning, and it was actually in the beginning her stroke and her form were not the best. Like like we would try and try, but she was going so fast that I guess in her head it's hard to take a step back. Like even with yourself, like we had to have you take a few steps back to learn. And you're still going through that process right now where if you want to make, you know, additional gains in the sport, you're going to have to take that step back and learn it the proper way. Right. Right. Cause you can't just maintain 55 strokes per minute. You know, <laughs> maybe, maybe in the Jim Jones setting with all that oh, yeah. energy in there, but. I mean, they, Jim Jones is no joke. They have a great energy there. But I remember when I first started rowing, you'd say, 
you, you got to slow it down and deliver more power and then try to yeah. merge the two. And I really didn't understand what that meant. It really took a good year to figure out what you meant. Meaning like I got the message, but I didn't feel it in my body. And that takes yeah. so much time. I don't think people understand the commitment and how much time you have to spend rowing to understand yeah. what that feels like. Yep. And then like for me, I had to do the same thing you're going through now um, a few years ago. And I remember like it just wasn't clicking. I was like, what am I doing wrong? And then eventually it just clicked. You know, like I felt that connection with the machine and I went, wow, like this is what it's supposed to feel like. Right. I've been rowing wrong, you know, for the last four years, you know. But, um, yeah, it's just everyone's different. It takes longer for some. Some are just naturals. Like for Lorraine, like Lizzie was very, you know, big with helping her. Like Lizzie is very good at teaching people the proper stroke. Um, not that I'm not. It's, it's actually funny because I, I feel like I have more patience than anybody. But when it comes to the rowing stroke, like Lizzie, like – she will sit there with you and you're not leaving the house, you know, or the studio until you learn that stroke, you right. know, like, and it's great. It really changes people. So for Lorraine, Lizzie, like really, really works with her on that. And, um, she, she, I think she owns like almost every world record right now for the lightweight female for her age group. Like it's, it's unbelievable. Like some of the times she's pulling, you're like, how does somebody under 135 pounds do that? You know, but there, there's it's a, incredible. Yeah, there's a certain, it is incredible. There's a certain, um, what do I want to say? Um, feistiness slash toughness. I mean, that someone has to have to be that wiry and not have a lot of weight behind them. Like either way, I, I hate saying yeah. big or yeah, small. Yeah, she was a Marine though. So she has that, that. You know, she was a Marine. Well, that, you're a that, Marine. Yeah, that, does, but, that doesn't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't like, hurt. to me, that's all you have to say. Like, oh, she was a Marine. You're like, all right, I get it. That's interesting <laughs> you say that. We have uh, a girl came in, and she, to anatomy, to apply for a job. I think I shared this with you. And we looked at her resume, and it was all fitness stuff on the front. And then you yeah. flip it over, and it wasn't... She was a Marine, but it wasn't. she wasn't just a Marine. And I hate to sound say it like that, but what I meant was she's. she was a Marine. She was a drill instructor. She taught drill instructors. She was a senior drill instructor. She's a weapons specialist. She's a weapons instructor. And I was thinking, wow. this girl is going to work our front desk. And I, was, <laughs> I said, you never know <laughs> who you're talking to. So this, yeah. was, every time people talk to her, and I said, she can handle it. She's good. Like if they have any idea wow. what she's been through and the people we have on our team, I always smile because I'm I'm in awe of them. They're they're incredible. Yeah. So if yeah, she was a marine, she's she's a she's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. Like I have, you know, some of the athletes I, you know, have the pleasure of coaching. It's just unbelievable. Like I have, you know, another athlete from Germany. Her name's Anna Mule. She's I had the pleasure. I think it what was it two years ago I went to the world championships with them. It was Lorraine, Anna, and Jordan Falcone. And all three of them were racing at the same time, so it made my job a lot harder. But luckily I had Lizzie there. Mm -hmm. Um 
because their heat was all at the same time and they were all going for, you know, podium spot or gold medal in their age group. And, you know, I, I had to stay behind Anna the whole time because she was fighting for that, that first spot in the 30 to 39 heavyweight. Right. And it was like a really close battle. And Jordan was third. Um, so it ended up being Anna took second. Jordan took third, and then Lorraine won the lightweight division that year. Mm-hmm. But it was funny, like when I look back at it, I'm, you know, my job actually was easier than Lizzie's. I was staying with Anna the whole time, and Lizzie, unfortunately, Lorraine was on one side, Jordan was on the other, and she wow. had to keep running back and forth. <laughs> wow. And then she's running by me, like, you know, telling me what they're doing or what they're not doing. And, I'm focused on what Anna's doing, and it, it was comical. I wish it was videotapes because that's Lizzie funny. probably looked like a crazy person running back and forth that's, yelling at them. That's funny. That's a good coach, though, but, whatever it takes. Yeah, I mean, the results were good, so that's that's all you ask for. Absolutely. And then I, you know, I was lucky enough to be I, – I did it twice now. I was on a team with some unbelievable athletes. One year it was in Boston. I was on a team with uh, – some of the best rowers in the world and uh, all Olympic athletes. It was Joel Nakarainen. I don't know if I'm saying that right. He's from Finland. He's the guy who did that unbelievable hundred K at like a one forty nine pace. Like how you can do that. It's just out of this world. That is out of Um, this world. How did he do that? I saw that. Unbelievable. I have no idea. I was just doing, you know, eight by uh, five minutes today at 149 and I was like thinking about it the whole time <laughs> oh my god and I, did, I was like wow uh, there's a few guys I just want to I don't want you to get distracted or distract you um, from no no go ahead but you know who's uh, so Eric Murray yeah unbelievable is he from another planet he, he must be and he pulled a 136 pace for a half marathon, oh, it's. <laughs> I, and I watched it, and he, it, I couldn't believe what he was doing to his body. Yeah, like that's tough that I've never even seen before. Yeah, it's it's really unbelievable what these guys and girls put themselves through. Like, like what we're doing, me and you, you know, like we're working hard, and this is our level. But like when you think about some of these other people and. You know, in the the indoor world, I always kind of laugh because it's like, yeah, like some of these indoor guys, like Justin Farina, he's unbelievable. Ali Gray. Yeah, he is. How tall is Ali? Six, seven? uh, I I think he's like seven foot. I think he's lying to us. But I think, yeah, he's like six, six or something. He's But that's what he said. I think he's seven foot. That that doesn't hurt either. (laughs) And Justin's like six, four, two thirty, right? Yeah, he's a big guy. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't hurt. But they—they're yeah. great rowers. They're just great rowers. Yeah. I give them all the credit in the world. And they're—they're they're both very Unbelievable. nice people. Unbelievable and great. Yeah, great guys. Like yeah. I had the pleasure to be on teams with them for road royalty. Also, like I've actually lucked out with some of the people I've rowed with. Like at that, um, what's it called? That uh, Crash Bees. I was with. So I was with that guy Joel. This guy Marcos Caesar Morales. He's from Spain. Um, I think. He has a sub six two k also, just yeah, like Joel. He, he's serious, man. Serious. Um, and then we were supposed to have another guy on our team. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh, Pavel Shermy. 
he's unbelievable too. He has the world record, I think, for the forty-year-olds. Uh, I think he pulled like a five forty something, like just unbelievable. But he did that that day, right before the relay race. Well, not a relay. It was all four teammates would row five hundred all at the same time, and then they take the average of the team. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he pulled like a five forty, and he was like, "Guys, I can't." physically do that 500 you know and i'm on the team filling in for i think it was graham benton who this guy is Uh, unbelievable oh i know he he's he's right there man he's he's a monster oh my goodness and i i just had a good connection with marcos from uh spain so he asked if i would do it and i was like yeah sure and i was thinking you know with those three guys i could just i just have to show up type of thing right 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 and originally it was supposed to be a one a one K and I was had a decent one K, so I was like, All right, I'm confident with this, but as the distance gets shorter, I don't have good sprinting ability and I could blame my hips all I want, but it's just I'm not a good sprinter. I never was. Mm-hmm. Um so right before the race we're trying to find somebody and Pavel's like, Oh yeah, my wife will do it. We're like all right. And his wife is Elena Bjork. She's the fastest female in the world. She actually has a 621 or 622 2K. That's like crazy. it's that's disgusting. It's unbelievable. <laughs> that's crazy. So, yeah, we did the race and it was unbelievable. I got to race alongside her. She's a world champion, Olympian, you know, it was great. And I think we won by like point 0.1. We were literally losing the entire race and I remember at one point I just you know, we said, don't look at the person screen next to you. But I looked over because I was like, I want to beat Elena, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to make sure I beat her. And I looked over and she was beating me at that point. I was like, I got to pick it up. So if I didn't have her to push me, you know, I'd, I wouldn't have rode as fast as I did that day because I was able to pick it up. I think I beat her by like point two, luckily, and she probably wasn't even going 100 oh, percent. Goodness. <laughs> Yeah, but it was a fun experience. It was great. So where where are you at now? Where are you at with your training in your in your business? So I mean, we're we're doing a lot of stuff with our online group, um, and then right now is the CrossFit Open. So we have athletes that are competing in that. Um, Carrie Pierce is one of them. She's actually in the top ten. We have uh, Carolyn Prevost. She's in the top twenty. Um, Camille LeBlanc Bazinet, she had a, a rough first week because she's actually, she lives in Colorado. So she does mm-hmm. a lot of these workouts at elevation. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes it harder for her. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. But she's still, you know, right around that like, top hundred. And then we have Kristen Vest also. She's a local uh, girl. She lives near us. She's in the top 20 also. So We've had, you know, we've been busy with that. Um, there was only the one rowing workout at the beginning of the competition, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've been, we do a lot more for them besides just rowing. So, like, you know, working with them the rest of the week because they still have to train. They can't just focus on that one workout. Right. So, we've had our hands full with like tweaking stuff, like, you know, how they're feeling that week, how that workout was for them, you know are they resting more this week and whatnot? So 
we've been real busy with that. And then, you know, the online group is very good. Like that, that group could run itself because everybody in there is amazing. Um, everybody in there is so knowledgeable that, you know, if I didn't go on Facebook for two months, it would be fine, you know? Right. So that, that makes up my job a lot easier. Well, you know, I, you're, are you, do you have the aspirations to, to get back to, to your app at your competition and your training and, and hit, do you have any goals in mind for yourself or just become, you know, the best coach you could possibly be? Yeah. I mean, I, so earlier when we were talking about like getting nervous, it's actually funny. I get, I think even more nervous as a coach than as an athlete. Cause I'm like, Oh, I can see that pacing, the pacing that I wrote. Is it going to be right? Like to me, it's just like, there's so much more on the line when it's somebody else. Mm-hmm. than when it's myself, like if I fail, you know, in a race, I'm like, all right, I know what I did. I pushed too hard here or there, but when you have somebody else that's relying on you and you're like, yes, hold this, this, and this, I know you can. Um, you don't know what they're feeling as they're rowing. Right. So you're like, it sounds good, right? Pushing too hard. It's, exactly. It sounds yeah. good. But once they get in the midst of it, I remember Christine was pacing me for a 2k in the morning at anatomy. And she started like, she's like, this is what you're going to do. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. And then she started calling it out. And I'm like, I, I'm, I don't know if it's not my day, but I can't even come close to that. I'm like, what's, I'm mm-hmm. dying over here. I think I was dying, and I, I pulled a 626, I think, and I, yeah. I, it took every ounce of my energy. And the last time I did it, it was in the, it was 621. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that is the day or, you know, how the week went, how your training went, and how your nerves are at that moment. But, you know, and for you, how you slept, you know, like oh, you don't yeah. sleep much, so... I'm sure you feel different every day. Like if you sleep three hours versus five, you know, there's some days I'm like, man, I, I crushed that. I felt really strong. And then other days I'm like, man, I'm, that was one of the hardest erotic sessions I've ever done in my life. Yeah. And then I look at other numbers and I'm like, how did that person, you know, cause we, I think that what's great about the uh, online community, there's a few people, but when you see their numbers, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm with this person like this. We're in the same kind of category. And yep. then when they smash it, you're like, what happened to me? What did I do wrong? Yeah. Like the other, yeah, the other, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, that, that could go both ways. Like it could be super motivating where you're like, Oh, I'm staying with this guy. And this guy usually is faster than me. Or it could be, we've been the same for a year. And now all of a sudden he's, you know, five seconds faster than me. What happened? Right. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. I go through that too. It's, that's just human nature though. You're always going to be comparing yourself to, you know, those screens, especially you're looking at it and you're like, wow, that screen versus mine, you know, like that's why I like to send you my screen. Cause I'm like, this way you don't sandbag. I'm like, beat these numbers. No, that's a <laughs> huge know? help. Sometimes when I see the first one and if I can get to the first one, I'm like, all right, that wasn't that bad. But sometimes I'm trying to hit the first split and I'm thinking that was hard. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get through the next three. Yeah, but then you do, and you're like, wow, you know, if I didn't see that screen, where would I have started? Would I have started on the, you know, slower side of where I was supposed to be? And then, Right, right. You know, so it's good. It's good to have somebody to compare to, but you can't let it 
affect you if that person gets better because you don't you don't know the the circumstance you don't know you know like did he just have more potential to get faster you know like was his training off that was you know preventing him from hitting that time like you just you really don't know that's just it. You don't you don't know what someone else is doing. Someone could have said, "Hey, I'm going to bed at seven o'clock. I'm going to get a good night's rest. I got three IVs this week. My body's completely rested." And I'm, I'm I I doubt people are doing that, but you don't know what they're doing. And then other people, who you look up to, they're wonderful uh, athletes and getting great times. They could be going through a terrible situation in life and they're dragging themselves through the mud. You don't know. Yeah, yeah. You just never know. And and. Sometimes, you know, that terrible situation might help them real faster, you know? Oh, like, yeah, the stress, the anger. Yeah, so you just, you never know. You just got to, you got to mostly focus on yourself, but at the same time, use the other people as some motivation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. So if someone's out there looking for help, um, what would you suggest? Like, hey, I want to be a great rower. How do they start, Rob? I mean, they need a coach. They certainly need a coach. But what else could they do? What are you? A few suggestions you could pass on? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I think the form is very important. So, like, I would say invest in, you know, either an online, like we do, you know, online, um, like critique of the stroke, and we'll break it down for them. Um, obviously, if you could get somebody in person, it's best, but. Um, the stroke is so important because if you just start and, you know, like how you and I started, we were just trying to go as fast as we could. And then we had to take this big step back and it's hard for people to do that. So I would really suggest finding somebody or someone online that you trust and you know, they know what they're doing mm-hmm. and just get the stroke breakdown. You know, that's, there's drills you could do. There's so many things you could do that are going to help you you know, have a better stroke and be a better rower. So don't skip that part. I know a lot of people, like we see it all the time, they just want to go fast. They feel like they want to sweat and right. get their heart rate up. Right. But until you know the mechanics, like I would just hold off on trying to, you know, crush yourself on the rower. <laughs> and but it's dangerous too. I mean, it's not only yeah. dangerous for your body, it's dangerous for your heart. So. Yeah, there's so many things like, and, you know, my whole thing is like, you want to be able to do this every day. You want to be able to, you know, be healthy and, um, you know, w- whether it's going on a hike or going surfing or paddleboarding, whatever it is that you like to do. Like if rowing, if you're not trying to, you know, be in the Olympics or, you know, improve your 2K, like if you don't care about it that much you still have to do it the right way so that you could do these other things in life where, you know, if you're doing that the wrong way and then you injure your shoulder, or, you know, your knees or whatever, and then you can't go paddle boarding with your family. Like you don't want that. Right. Right. And like the, the idea is to obviously, you know, improve your quality of life. And my wife always says it, if you crush training, but you can't move all day, then what's the point? So, exactly. So we, I think it's important that we're all mindful of that. Okay, yeah, awesome. Of your wife, I never see her rowing posts. What's going on? I know. Well, we're going to get on her. We're going to get <laughs> on her because, you know, it's one of those avoidance things. And I said, you know, this is going to be the best time of your life. You need to, 
you know, <laughs> you need to embrace this. She thinks Yeah, but so then crazy. she sees you rolling around on the floor and she's like, uh, yeah. I don't know. She's like, why would I sign up for that? It doesn't look yeah. right. She's kind yep. of, she's half right. Um, and it's so funny, but a lot of people think that way. And even myself, I'm, I'll be mid-row and I'm like, why do I do this? Like, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> But then, you know, the session's over. You start thinking about what you did. You're happy about it. We're mad about it. You're like, all right, I'm going to do it tomorrow. Exactly. Something happens, man. Like, I, I, I used to train. I train early. It's a habit I've built up since I was very young. But aside from that, something happens to me when I row. And, and I'm sure you're much of the same. It's, it's, it's my, it's peaceful. It's hard. It's very hard. It's very challenging. There's a bit of anxiety there. But it's very peaceful when you're in the midst of that peace, that interval, whatever it may be. It, it gets somewhat peaceful, like a a pain yeah, yeah. peace. What do you think? I I totally understand that. Like I, a big thing I used the rower for when I first started too was just like stress relief, like you know, bad things happening, you know, in your life, and you're just like you could go on there. Like I used to just run. Mm-hmm. Like if, you know, if I just needed to clear my mind, I would just go on a long run. But now I do that on the rower and it's the same thing. Like you just, I don't know, it does bring peace like over you where you're, you're just focused on that one thing. And I love having the screen in front of you. And that's why, you know, I think it beats running any day is you're, you're getting constant feedback of what's going on, what you're doing. Like if you take a bad stroke, the, screen looks at you and yells at you and you know tells you to pick it up oh it's crazy it really is yeah. crazy um did you see this guy simon vandrop pull a 536 yeah he's like 21 years old too right how is that possible it's unbelievable I, I see some of these times from these people and i'm like like i just i don't understand how it's like I don't get it. And he, like, you know, he's, I think he rose for Washington State, right? So they're, uh, they're a good rowing yeah, program. Right, Washington. Yeah, so it's like. Do you know he, I, held, he held a 131 on a 6,000 piece? That's unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. It's. <laughs> Sounds like hell, right? Yeah. What? Yeah. But he's, you know, obviously working really hard, you know, and like we were talking about, like, you know, um, wanting to quit when you're like in the middle of a row, like you must have went through that in football, like a lot, like in your two a day practices. Because when you were playing, the rules were a lot different. Hey, hey, like hey, you... hey! I'm not. That... <laughs> <laughs> How old do you think I am? I'm just kidding. You're absolutely right. It was much different. You're right. It was much different. Like what you guys were practicing, what two, three times a day? In, like... in college, it was three times a day. In the NFL, it was twice. And the guys I played for. Just to throw out a few names, they weren't exactly Coach Parcells and Bill Belichick. They're not exactly, let's just wear a helmet kind of guys. Yeah. Let's whack yeah. each other and see who's still standing. So, I mean, you must have went through that daily. Like, why am I doing this? Well, you know what? When you're young, when you're young, it's like, whatever. Like, this is what I do. I'm a warrior. Nothing can harm me. And then when you get to like early 30s, you're like, okay, my, my head's starting to hurt a little bit. And I just got hit really hard. And I think I'm, you know, peeing blood. This is something yeah. I have to rethink, you know. But yeah. when you're young, you're like, well, rub some dirt on it and get back in there. But 
yeah, that changes as you get older. It really does. Now, do you feel that helps you now with rowing? Where you're like, I went through that. I could go through this. Yeah, honestly, I mean, there's been a number of situations in my life, and a lot of them with sports, that they've been so uh, challenging physically, mentally, and they put me through so much pain that I'm like, this is... With, with The way I think about things, Rob, is I know I'm not stopping. That's what I know. So yeah. it's going to be hard. We already know it's going to be hard going in. But I'm not going to stop. That's really not an, an, an option for me. So I'm going to push through. I know that I've never quit anything. And I'm going to see what happens. Even if yeah. it's absolutely terrible, I won't stop. I just don't have the... I don't have it in me to handle down or just stop. No matter what happens. Yeah. And I think and that that's, that's something that was has been helpful in everything in my life. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's amazing that you have that, like... A lot of people don't, you know, like a lot of people will put that handle down to be like, oh, I'll get it tomorrow, you know, but well, we both, like, I, I remember, go ahead, please. you know, road royalty a couple of years ago where you did the, uh, the half marathon oh, and you had to do it back to back days because, oh yeah, um, <laughs> you oh, could yeah. tell the audience what, what happened. No, this is. Uh, this is a, a folk tale now, I think. Um, <laughs> what I did was, Rob said, you got to do this contest. And I was thinking at first, no. And then he talked me into it. I was thinking, and then I loved it. And, but I didn't really understand. I know it sounds silly, but how to program the screens and intervals yeah. variable. So what I would do is I'd see the test. And because I get up early, I, I knock it out. And then I'll send Rob the screen and say, hey, what do you think? Well, on this day, it was a... <laughs> Half marathon. It was a two thousand piece followed by a half marathon. But what I didn't realize was it was two thousand. You subtract two thousand from the half marathon. Marathon, excuse me, and you have nineteen thousand left in change. Yeah. Right. Is that what it was, or eighteen thousand in change? I don't know. So yeah. The point is that I did a full two k followed by a full half marathon. And when I, I was so happy because, number one, I got through it. I've never done a distance like that. And number two, I thought I did pretty good. I think I pulled like a, a 629 yeah, or something, 2K at, in the front half. I think, and for the half marathon, I think it was a PR also. So it was like you were like very close to your 2K PR, and then you PR'd the half marathon. Yeah, and I was, I'm walking on water. And don't forget, it's like 7.30 a.m. So I'm yeah. like, this is great. And uh, ju- garage athlete Justin Farina messages me immediately, <laughs> and he says, "I don't know how to tell you this, but you did it wrong. You're gonna have to do it again." <laughs> and he said, "Those are great times, though." And I was thinking, yeah. I- it was so discouraging. It was like my heart fell out of my chest and and, and rolled down the stairs. Yeah, um, and I remember seeing the screen, and I guess you had already talked to him, but I remember seeing it and then being like oh how do i tell him that no. i didn't explain it correctly or because then i started blaming myself like oh no. this poor guy has got to redo it <laughs> no it was completely my fault and um i'll, I'll tell you that you know what that say it again yeah i said you have to do the the half marathon again that night or was it the next day 
I did it the next day because that was a Saturday right. morning, and I knew Sunday I have to get in on Sunday. Like I just have yeah. to. And um, I got it in, and I was thinking, don't forget. Now I never, I, I, I up until that point, I mean, I think my my um, top distance was longest distance rather was um, five thousand meters, and this was twenty three thousand meters in total, right? Yeah. No, no, oh, it was, well, no, 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 it was no, 21. 21. It was, it was the marathon. Right, right. You're right. Yeah. And but you did 23,000 the first day. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I, I, that was hard for me. Like psychologically, right? We always talk about psychologically. It was psychologically, it was incredibly hard for me. Yeah. I mean, but you, I, I'm pretty sure you did like the same pace or faster the second time or close to, right? Yeah, I mean, I think my my longer distance, the 19, was faster, but my 2K was slower, which makes yeah. sense. So Yeah, it's hard to, like, you know, go max effort basically on a 2K two days in a row. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. It was. That's, <laughs> as we talk about, that's one of the things you really don't want to repeat too often. And doing it the yeah. next day usually isn't in the best interest of your body so no no but now i bet when you read those workouts the attention to detail is uh a lot more yeah the (laughs) the irony is i still i still get nervous because i have post-traumatic stress disorder from that moment (laughs) even if i do it well i'm thinking maybe i did it wrong so yeah yeah that's funny but most people you know i don't know about most people but a lot of people would have quit after that. They would have been like, I'm not redoing that, you know? Right, right. So well, shows your character. I appreciate <laughs> it, man. I, I had a great coach and uh, some really awesome people helping me through it. Yep. So listen, man, I want to thank you for being on. Um, you've been a huge help to me and a huge help to, you know, a lot of people on our team and uh, as well as Lizzie. So we'll have to thank her and we'll have to have her on next time. Um, yep. She's awesome as well. And um, just thank you, man. Thank you very much. Let everyone know where they can find you on social media. Yeah, so on social media, um, I'm Carson underscore EBC um, or Ocean Row LB. Or no, it's Ocean Row underscore LB on Instagram. And then on Facebook, just my name, Robert Carson. And we have the private group, it's uh, Engine by Carson. So. If you're interested in that, you could just uh, reach out to me and we could get you situated with, you know, any type of program you're looking to improve on. Um, obviously, my program goes best with Magna Method you know, strength <laughs> program. But <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah we, we can we can double it up. And um, yeah. How's your program going, by the way? It's it's tough. Yeah. It's definitely tough, you yeah. know, but it's good. I like it because it's, you know it's not all about like lifting weights. Like it's more about, you know, moving well, you know, right. which I, which I like. Right. It's, we try to do uh, a 360 package and, um, I think, yep. I think it's going to help your rowing very much. So definitely. And then you could also find uh, Lizzie on, uh, Instagram too. It's Lizzie Carson dot row. Um, if you need help with, you know, anything if you're a crossfit athlete she was a crossfit competitor and then she's very good like i said at the technique work on the rower so awesome 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 rob thank you very much um and once again appreciate your help and i look forward to 
many of these torturous rows in the future. Looking awesome. forward Thank to you, it. Mark. I have an amazing day, and uh, we'll see you again soon. Okay, take care. Rob. You too. Okay, bye bye.